At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It is Gil Alexander. Ben Wilson in for uh, Jeff Parlay this week. Jeff Parlay, uh, producer for 5 at 8. It's wedding season, so he uh, is going to, I think, 74 weddings this week. I believe it's the exact Give or take. Something like that. Uh, Ben, we're getting feedback feedback on the last segment. This is fabulous. This is from... uh, This is from... Oh, uh, first of all, text from uh, Michael Montesano, who won the uh, the booby prize at Circus Sports a couple years back. He says, my head is spinning listening to Ben, LOL. <laughs> but here's the thing. Doing my best. Wait, here's, <laughs> but it's hard. It's, here, yeah, no, here's one more from Hazmat Harry. Hazmat Harry says, that college baseball segment just put my mind in a blender. Now, for, to both of you, let me, I will defend you, Ben. Thank you. Literally, my buddy Brad spent 20 minutes trying to explain this to me yesterday. I'm a fairly intelligent human being. Consider myself to be fairly intelligent, though I still can't get the higher lower seeds thing ever correct, by the way. I still can't get that terminology correct. But I could not understand. Again, I get it. It's 64 to 16 to 8. What I'm trying to get at, though, is the whole, like, the the home field and the seedings and how that changes. By the way, I went to the Wikipedia page, right? So I didn't, after, I don't need to have a human being in the in the room with me, right? It's just me and the text. Usually that way I can absorb it. There's there's typically nothing in a sports format that I don't understand. I, I still don't quite get it. I still don't quite get it, but it's okay. I don't have to get it in the end. The co- like college baseball too is such a unique sport in that, like the ranking system that is used by a, a third party, D1Baseball.com does the rankings for college baseball, and they're really, really good. But it's the only sport where you, you basically have this. And I mean, there's some, you know, like swimming and some of the, you know, very small sports do this, but like they, there's a separate body that basically does the rankings. Warren there are Nolan? Like seven is that or eight Warren different... Nolan? Is that what we're talking about? What's the Warren Nolan part? So that is also, yeah, Warren Nolan does the, there, there's, there's the nitty gritty, like there's the, the, uh, the ELO, all these different RPI numbers. There's about seven or eight different metrics that are used in, in baseball. And, uh, yeah, it's it's totally it's it's like if Ken Palm was just adopted as like a yes. you know the end all be all for college <laughs> basketball, but that's obviously not how that works. Well, let's bring in a gentleman who is the uh, glue that hold, that holds this whole operation together. He's the Swiss Army knife of Eason, co-host of Long Shots, greatest golf betting show there ever was, and uh, co-host of so many shows here. It's Wes Reynolds. How you doing, Wes? Good morning, Gil. How are you? I'm doing well. Do you bet the College World Series? I do a little bit. Usually, I will get to. Uh, 
the regionals and then the super regionals. I don't really have time to do it during the regular season, yeah. but usually I, I bet it and I really got into it when uh, my alma mater, Indiana, actually made Omaha back in the early 2010s. That's back when they had Kyle Schwarber and uh, a, a couple other players, a couple other pitchers that actually made the major leagues. Also, Sam Travis, who spent some time with the Boston Red Sox. So, you know, Indiana had never really been a college baseball power or anything relevant. And then they made it that year. By the way, very underrated event in Omaha, College World Series. I went to it when Indiana was there. So if your alma mater does make it, I recommend going. It's a good time. I'd love to go. My alma mater, Tufts, hasn't been there quite yet. One of these days. Ben. Yeah. Tufts didn't quite make it. Didn't yeah. quite make it. By the way, this is from Trip Tepper. I was hoping someone on VEASAN uh, would dive into the CWS odds. I'm bullish on East Carolina, UNC, and North Carolina State. I like the no on Tennessee to win the College World Series at Circa, which is currently minus 395. Wow. Minus 395 on that. And then here's one, uh, Roger Jones. I'm not sure what this means. He says, will you be all by Wes? He must have had a typo here. More about wrestling or elevators being stranded. Do you know what that means, Wes? <laughs> I do know what that means, Gil, because I was uh, I was at a show at the T-Mobile Arena last night, the AEW show, and got on the elevator to leave the show, and we were there for about an hour before the fire department came in uh, and got us. Uh, actually, I was with uh, one of our VEASAN producers, Aaron Oster, who does the nightcap, and uh, we were there for about an hour, uh, had a, uh, a woman in there that was about eight months pregnant as well, so oh, obviously that no. is not... Yeah, that is not a good experience. And uh, yeah, we were in there and we were dialing. They were like, uh, you know, they were telling us it was five minutes. Well, it'll be about 35 minutes. So, yeah, we were stuck in the elevator. And then uh, there was a staff of uh, T-Mobile Arena crew that were there waiting for us for some waters and some soft drinks and gave us these uh, souvenir steel chairs. Uh, that they always have on the floor for these wrestling shows with like a picture of the poster basically on the seat of the chair. And they gave them to us. I'm like, is that a real good idea to give people that have been stuck in an elevator for an hour of steel chair? <laughs> that's probably that's probably a good point. I hope the wrestling was good, though, Wes. You enjoyed it nonetheless? It was, it, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, and then I have a new experience. I had never been stuck in an elevator yeah. before. So, Oof, Boy, oh, boy. That's uh. Uh, some people handle that better than others. Let's put it that way. Uh, Indy 500, you got the winner yesterday? It did end up getting the winner. Marcus Erickson at 17-1. to 1, And I talked about in a couple segments on Visa and on various programs that Chip Ganassi Racing looked like they were going to be the dominant team of the month. And they certainly were just about the dominant team of the race. The first two qualifiers, one being Scott Dixon and Alex Below, Dixon, former winner of the Indy 500, now a five-time pole sitter. I think he led about 95 of the, 100 and, uh, of the, uh, of the 160 laps at the Indy 500, but he was leading late, got busted for a pit speeding violation that took him out where he's pretty much, that gives him a drive-through penalty, had to go through the back of the line. And then another guy that I did I did bet, Alex Pillow, who was the number two qualifier, he had another trouble in the pits too because there was an accident and he tried to dip into the pits for service. The yellow light comes on, so you're not allowed to go in the pits when the pits are closed. So then he had to drive through back uh, and lost track position in his own right. But Marcus Erickson, the man from Sweden, he kind of just hung in there all day. 
He was like top five all day, never really on the lead, but always in the lead pack. And then everything shook out and his teammate had some misfortune and looked like he was maybe going to get jobbed out of the race there with a few laps left because his other teammate, Jimmy Johnson, the seven-time NASCAR yeah. champion, had a crash with about five laps to go. So they, would, they weren't going to be able to clean up the track in time or so they say, so they red flagged the race. And that's something that IndyCar usually doesn't do. That's kind of like a NASCAR thing where it's like, we got to give you a finish under the checkered flag because we don't want the race to finish under yellow. So I thought, okay, Marcus Erickson might be a sitting duck up there, but he was able to hold off the Mexican driver, Pato Award, just really good defensive driving, just anticipating where Award was going to go behind him you know, to avoid being overtaken. So uh, Marcus Erickson, your newest Indy 500 champion. Congratulations to you. And tell everybody how many Indy 500s you have attended in person, Wes. Oh, gosh, it's been close to 30. It's it's 30. probably high 20s because it's God. been intermittent. Like, I don't have the streak that some of these other folks have had where it's been like, yeah, this is my 50th or 55th year in a row. Like, I don't have that. Mine have kind of been broken up a little bit, having something going on or being out of town. But, yeah, I've been to clo- probably somewhere 25 to 30 of those. That is amazing. Um, okay, golf yesterday. Charles Schwab Challenge which Sam Burns ends up winning in a playoff against Scotty Scheffler. Two things here. Well, Ben, they both have to do with Burns and Scheffler. One, first of all, Burns was seven back to begin the final round. He was 150 to one. I know somebody who, uh, or know of someone who had it had just on a flyer, took Sam Burns at 150 to one before the round. He gets home. He was in the clubhouse with a 65, nine under, and there was, there's like five guys in front of him at 10, at 10 under, four collapsed. He ends up in a playoff with Scheffler, and he wins it when he sinks a 38-footer uh, in the first playoff hole. And I guess the question is twofold. One, you know, I've been saying Scotty Scheffler's different to me. He's he's live in every tournament that he's in. Like, as great as Rom is and as great as the other elite players are, Spieth, um, pick your guy, whoever it is, they just show up once in a while. They don't show up every week. Scotty Scheffler, to me, is, is of a different cloth, and I know it didn't work out in the PGA. So let's just, I get it. It didn't work out last week. But seemingly, every other time, he's in this. So one, moving ahead to the U.S. Open, as, as short of an odd number that we have on Scheffler, don't you have to play him? And two, can I start to say the same thing about Sam Burns, that he's live in everything? Well, I, I yeah, Sam Burns now has four PGA Tour wins over basically a little bit less than two years now. And, yeah, yesterday was chaos at the Colonial because uh, after the Indy 500, I went over to the Charles Schwab Challenge. And I'm like, okay, we got four tied for the lead here. Now, we expected that there was going to be windy conditions and it was hot, so the greens were drying out a little bit. But I was like, okay, if the conditions aren't too bad, I think the cream rises to the top and Scotty Scheffler holds on and it looked like he was going to. And he actually led the field strokes game tee to green. But, you know, the, the commentators on CBS were like marveling at this. They're like, this seems like, you know, uh, like a D flight at the club or something, just the way that this was going. And nobody had a worse fate than Harold Varner yesterday, just a disaster on the back nine. It was um, it was so painful actually watching that. I believe he had two triples and a double. This guy was, I believe, at 1.10 under par and on the lead. And then all of a sudden, you've got to keep scrolling down the leaderboard, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. 
10 under through seven, two triples, two doubles, and a bogey at the 18th. Just a nightmare. And Brendan Todd was right there. He faded. Davis Riley faded. And then Sam Burns, you usually don't see that, Gil, where you complete around two hours before everybody yeah. else. And then Burns, 38-footer on the playoff hole, goes ahead and wins. But, yeah, these guys are consistently good players, and you're getting consistent winners out there. So both of them, I think, especially Scheffler, being more proven in major championships now with the win at the Masters, are going to be you know, right there, and Scheffler will be one of the co-favorites certainly in a few weeks. We only have 30 seconds before the, uh, the break here, but do you have any U.S. Open bets? What's your update on that? The only thing I have, I have my remaining Cam Smith bets uh, that I bet during the Masters. I was like, I'm going to bet him in all the rest of the three majors that are around a 30 to 1 tag. So that's all I have, at least right now. Okay. Um, talk about any sport. Wes, Wes is super knowledgeable in all of it. We'll talk basketball, hockey, baseball, the standard North American major sports. Uh, we will do that after the break. See uh, if Wes has bets or his thoughts on all of those. Big game seven tonight in hockey. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel with his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs, lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vsin.com slash summer. It's Gil Alexander. Uh, it, is a, it is in the books. And Holger Vitas Rune, there's actually a fourth name, which I'm forgetting, has upset Stefanos Tsitsipas in four sets. That's on the other half of the bracket, if you will. Not the Djokovic-Nadal-Alcaraz side of the bracket, but Holger Rune is on his way to the quarterfinals. Holger Vitas Nodskov Rune to That's you, the Gil, one. plus 375. Holger wow. Vitas Nodskov Rune is on the way to the quarters. <laughs> what a run. What, a, what run. a run. Yeah, Not a match I wanted any part of. As Tsitsipas has just been, all of his matches were going too long. He was logging too many sets. 
There was the dude, I want to say it was the second round match, where he went four sets, and it might as well have been five because they were four long sets, with a guy I had never heard of. And if I haven't heard of him. Zdenek Kolar. Correct. Kolar. Him. Uh, something like that. That's right. But it was three breakers, the final three sets. And it yeah. was just, yeah. Yeah. Like you and Drew Dinsick, I mean, when, when you guys did your breakdown of this and you made the case for at least Sitsipas, he had a wide open half. Wide open and half. And I, you know, I listened to that and I'm thinking, I should probably get some, you know, some money down on Sitsipas. Then I'm thinking, wait. We've seen this story before. It's you ama- cannot trust Sitsipas, no matter who the opponent is. It's amazing how you get saved. Some of the best bets are the bets you don't make. And during that podcast, I literally, when the draw came out, Drew and I were live reacting to that to that draw and how it just laid out for Sitsipas. Like, oh, my God, everybody's on the other side. And I was like, should I go make a Sitsipas insurance bet in the middle of my podcast and let Drew just keep talking? Or should I wait till the end of the podcast? Oh, I'll wait till the end of the podcast. I'll do the professional thing. Was off the board by the time I got there. Saved me. Holger Vitus Nadskov Rune to the quarters. <laughs> you wonder why the American audience uh, won't warm itself to tennis, which I'll never understand. Uh, Wes Reynolds is back with us. Wes, who survived a uh, harrowing elevator uh, stoppage after wrestling yesterday. Let me just ask you this last thing about that, Wes, for a second. Is there is there you know a wrestling history conversation that goes on in that in that uh, elevator? Were you guys past the time? Are you wowing them with sports trivia? Like, what's the uh, what's the dialogue in there? We were we were talking a little bit about the show. There was a match last night, Gil. It was a five on five, two teams of five called Anarchy in the Arena. Sure. So Anarchy in the Arena, and that's what they did. So what they do, they fight basically all over the arena. So we step out of our box where we were watching the show, and we could look down the stairs. And there were two guys like literally fighting in the arena as part of the match and, you know, getting into a brawl at the concession stand. So we're all out there. All the people on the level go out and take the pictures with their cell phones and are watching this. Like literally there were catering staff and ushers and security literally watching what they're seeing. Like, oh, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Like these are people that work all the arena events, work all the concerts, work all the Golden Knights games or any athletic competitions that are there. And they're like, this is the damnedest thing I've ever seen. This guy's got like like mustard all over him because they fought in the concession stand. A guy is literally dragging another man with a belt around his neck uh, on the uh, on the uh, concourse floor. So uh, a a good time was had by all. Those, <laughs> good you know, time, good family fun, good clean family fun. Uh, we have a game seven in hockey tonight. West Carolina and the Rangers for the right to advance to the uh, Stanley Cup Eastern Conference Finals to take on the two-time defending Stanley Cup champ, Tampa Bay Lightning. This has been home team's win the whole way through. In fact, the Hurricanes are even beyond this series. That's what they're about, the home road split. Uh, They're minus 150 in Game 7. The Rangers are plus 130 coming back. Do you have a placer? The total's five and a half. I have not bet it yet. I did like Carolina in this series, and you're right. It's been home-dominated, but if you really look at kind of the more holistic view of the series, the Rangers have actually been the better team, and I didn't think that they would be because I felt, look, I kind of sucked one out on the river at the poker table having the Rangers in the first round over Pittsburgh because I was like, they're not the better team here, and they weren't, but nevertheless, you know, they were able to get by 
anti-Ronta, who's been so great for Carolina in relief of Frederick Anderson, who is their goaltender, had such a great regular season, has been injured in the playoffs. But he was bad on Saturday night in Game 6 and gave the Rangers the momentum back. And uh, now Carolina, once again, failing to put a team away in Game 6, and they got to do win again in Game 7. Rangers have closed the gap because Igor, Igor Shosturskin, has been really, really good. Had a tough series against Pittsburgh because the defense in front of him was absolutely terrible. Saturday did go over. There were seven goals scored. That was the first time. Now, you're going to see the under get bet because I think the betting market kind of knows, okay, Game 7, these teams are afraid to make a mistake, and the first team that gets the goal, then you see that, then you see it change pace and, and whatnot. So, uh, you know, I think 5 over 140, that's probably the right total based on how we've seen the series play out. But I'm a little nervous uh, having a little ticket on the Carolina Hurricanes here because they should have put this team away, but they haven't lost in Raleigh. So we'll see if Carolina, if they can get a Game 7, if they can be a team that wins the Stanley Cup without winning on the road. So far, they've been able to do it. Yeah, I, I always wonder if that's just random, right? In hockey, I just wonder if it's just this weird thing with them where it's happened this way thus far, and if they don't just crap out miserably at home in one of these games, hopefully for them, not tonight's game, because that would be obviously uh, the decider for them on this season. NBA, Warriors, and Celtics begins on Thursday. Warriors, minus 150 consensus price on the series. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites in Game 1. Do you have a position on this series or in Game 1 itself? Not as of yet, and you were mentioning Thursday. I was like, when does that series start, like about mid-July? Because yeah. it seems like it does. Oh, it I know. Like there's a huge delay. Uh, by the way, I was just doing a little bit of reading before we came on. This is the first NBA Finals with the top two teams in defensive efficiency meeting in the finals since 1996. And that was the Bulls and the uh, Gary Payton-led uh, and George Carl coach Sonics uh, in that 96 series. And then you also have a disparity when you look at the experience. Golden State Warriors, they have 123 games with players on this roster in the NBA Finals. The Celtics have a goose egg. So that's the biggest margin, I believe, since 97, the year after that 96 series, where the Jazz had zero five Finals experience and the Bulls had 134 games. So I don't know if, if that's just an anomaly or if there's a, you know going to be something to that. But look, I got the Celtics through the East, got the series, got a little bit of on an Eastern Conference future. But I wonder if they're kind of a little bit at the at the end of the road here where you know they they live in dangerously in terms of some of these games like against Milwaukee and of course against Miami so you wonder eventually if you just run out of gas Gil, because they've had so many high leverage games whereas the Warriors you know kind of when they needed to flip the switch they've been able to do it yeah you don't want to do that against the Warriors that's for sure and you said it 123 games of NBA Finals experience collectively for the Dubs 0-4 the Celtics and I want to say that 96 Sonic series don't hold me to this but I want to say the Bulls went up three to nothing and the Sonics took two games yes, before it I, be, th I think yeah you're right, yes it was, it was strange in that way um okay and then uh Major League Baseball today it's Memorial Day typically there's like full day games of baseball. We do have some, but it's not like a serious amount. I don't know why baseball got away from that. 
Do you have any plays today on the Major League Baseball card? Yeah, I was looking and, and seeing, and there were several teams. Uh, I know the, the Yankees are not in action today, so I thought every team basically played on this day. Me but too. Apparent, apparently not. Uh, uh, just one that I'm looking at a little bit and a pitcher that I like to back, but the market I think has priced him accordingly. Uh, Pablo Lopez, uh, who's kind of used to being an underdog, now about a dollar fifty favorite on the road in Colorado. I thought that that was a little big. That's a mid-afternoon game, so uh, I might take a, a little bit of a shot at the Colorado Rockies there. But that was one that kind of stood out to me because when the market catches up with the pitcher that you like to bet, and look, I think Pablo Lopez is one of the better pitchers in the National League, but. When you get used to having a price in the market that you're not used to having, I typically like to go against that first time out. All right. I made a baseball bet yesterday, by the way, and I, I get it. It's not nearly the best price that, that had been available. But I was getting so upset not having any Mookie bets positions that I, I just grabbed a plus 450 on him to win NL MVP because I just didn't want to be without one entirely. He has been scorching. So in a, in a Shohei last year kind of way where I grabbed the last four to one in town, I grabbed some Mookie because Lord knows I wouldn't be surprised if he got home in the end. Wes, you're the best. Thank you so much, man. Uh, was that five different sports in there? Appreciate it, man. We cover all bases, Gil. Thank you for having me, sir. We do. The great Wes Reynolds, everybody. At Wes Reynolds 1, that's the number one on Twitter. Andy McNeil on Game 7 tonight. And, of course, on the other side, the Lanch and the Oilers. That's next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. And now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits. Yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. It's Gil Alexander. Ben Wilson is in for Jeff Parlay uh, this week as well. And uh, one of the many talents that Ben has besides uh, doing play-by-play for multiple sports, college baseball, arena football, just a couple that he's mentioned here that he's done in the last few days, uh, he also can find the Tennis Channel, which I really appreciate. Uh, So the Tennis Channel on in studio this morning. We just saw Tsitsipas go down. And uh, Jesse Pagula, future billionaire, billionaire heiress to the Buffalo Bills Pagula empire. She is going to be a top 10 player in the world after this tournament uh, when the rankings come out. And she is a couple games away now. She's a breakup in the final set here on her way to the quarters if she can get this done at the French Open, which would mean that three Americans on the ladies' side will have gotten to the quarterfinals, Jesse Pagula, and then two ladies who will play each other tomorrow in Sloan Stevens and Coco Golf. Golf a big favorite in that match. So uh, good on Jesse Pagula if she can get this done. Imagine that. You're a Ben Wilson. Your parents are going to, are going to bequeath you upon their demise billions of dollars billions zero billions billions and yet you still have the stick-to-itiveness to become a top 10 player in the world in tennis you gotta give it to her impress and i mean she's someone who was kind of hemmed in as just a australian open fast hardcore specialist mm-hmm. two quarters last two years but hadn't really done anything on clay her clay numbers weren't great 
And here she is. I mean, she's up 4-1 in the third, and it's too bad she has to take on one Egypt. We ought to take in the next round. But, That's yeah, right. and no, I feel so I mean, so happy for her, the way she's been able to uh, kind of get you know get over the hump on some of these uh, other surfaces. And, and I will say, if we get a Layla Coco semi, Ooh. that would be – that would be really, really interesting on the bottom half of the women's draft. That's how it plays out. It has been, yeah. All, all of this is the non-ega conversation of the uh, lady side. That's right. She's her own. She's her own thing. That's for sure. That is going to be these these matches moving forward are tremendous. Again, I'll say it one last time: as fun, as much fun as we have betting it, as successful as we have betting it, I will never understand the Ameri- the casual American sports fan, not warming to the sport of tennis. I would argue once again. It is the greatest combination of physical and mental achievement on a daily basis that you will ever see in any sport. Some better physically, some better mentally, maybe, you could argue. No combination like what these guys do and these ladies do. Andy McNeil, he covers hockey for us at Digital Gambler on the Twitter machine. And, of course, star of Hockey Night in Canada, big Canadian superstar that he is. It's Andy McNeil. How you doing, Andy? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. and I, I was just wondering if... Uh... Maybe uh, maybe Terry Pagula can focus on uh, focus on tennis now and sell the Buffalo Sabers <laughs> and sell the Sabers. You would be you would be in favor of that. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's yeah, it. yeah. Buffalo Buffalo fans deserve uh, you know a better. Li- let's just say <laughs> a little better than they've been getting through the years here. I know um, Buffalo Sabers, who when when I was a kid were a perennial contender and they would they would inevitably lose to the Bruins it seemed like every year in the uh, postseason um okay Andy, yeah, and yeah go ahead oh, sorry go ahead no no you go ahead you you go ahead Gil. It's, it's your show <laughs> okay <laughs> all right I will then darn it uh all right so let's start we got a we got a few things to talk about here let's start with tonight's game seven in the Eastern Conference uh the Hurricanes as you call them the Hurricanes and the New York Rangers game seven back in Carolina and uh, the Hurricanes are a favorite here, about minus 150 favorite in this, with the Rangers coming back plus 130. Let me just ask about the, because, again, it's the home road splits thing. Quantify that for us. Like, by your numbers, how big of a deal is home ice in the postseason, really? And should and is this a thing to you, or are you just viewing this as random? Well, I, I think it's a thing, just, just you know, as, as it is in, in – um throughout the season, and this year it's mattered a lot. Uh, last I checked, I think heading into the weekend, <clears throat> excuse me, um, home teams had won you know, upwards of, of 60% of the game so far in the playoffs. But I, 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 I also think what's happening with, with Carolina is more of it is being made out of, out of it than, than, I, than I, I don't put as much stock into it, sorry. Um, it's you know they they were up against a tough team in Boston in the first round. It's not uh, crazy to think that they they could have lost uh, games on the road in that series. And um, and here we are in in New York, and they're facing off a really good goaltender in Igor Shesterkin. Uh, they've played well. Um, I you know for example, I thought in Game Six they came out and they were the better team. They had some great chances. Shesterkin stood tall early, and uh, Anti Ranta didn't. And that and that was kind of the story there. Um, so I, you know, I think there's definitely a lot of bad luck, uh, mixed in there. Um, and, uh, it doesn't really matter right now. They just have to win tonight and then they can, you know, start, start fresh in, in round three. But, uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's an interesting storyline for sure, but I, I think too much is being made of, 
of the Hurricanes' road record in these playoffs. You you staying away here, or are you making a play on this game? I've you know I I series has been a lot closer than I predicted it would be, and I'm I've come down quite a bit on Carolina here against New York. I think it should be around minus 140, which is uh, in line with the market. So um, you know it's it's. I think the market's pretty wise on things here. Uh, it's been a low-scoring series. Uh, four of the six games have been four goals or, or less. And, uh, you know, in game six, we saw seven goals, and that was the, the highest-scoring game in this series. And we've seen a lot, a big trend to the under in game seven. Um, since 2011, uh, the average number of goals is 4.7, median number 4.5. Uh, 17 of the last 25 game sevens uh, have been under five and a half goals, and the total here today is set at five flat. So I think the market's got this one right for the most part. What do you make the Lightning against both up against either of these teams? Um, okay, so the, against the Hurricanes, it's a little tougher because Frederick Anderson has been skating, and he's he seems to be working his way back. He's not going to play in game seven, but. Um, you know, maybe he could be ready early in a conference final series against the Lightning. And if that's the case, I'd still make Carolina an underdog, but uh, probably around plus 110, plus 115. Um, with, with Ranta Engel, he's been great in, in the playoffs overall, terrible uh, in the last game. But um, with him in goal, I, I'd probably make Carolina around plus 135. They'd have home ice in that series, uh, as would the, the Rangers, if they are to get, able to, to, to win tonight and, and make it to the conference final. I believe they have the, the tiebreaker uh, against Tampa Bay here, one more win than the Lightning have. And uh, I'd make them probably closer to 2-1, to one, uh, maybe 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 shorter than that. But um, big mismatch. The Rangers have been good versus Carolina, but I think the, the Lightning and Vasilevsky uh, definitely is a, a big mismatch for the Rangers. I said this the other day. Vasilevsky has he entered like the Mount Rushmore in NHL history of goaltenders at this point? Like, is he in that conversation? I think there's some people out there that are going to knock him for not being necessarily great in the regular season. Uh, I think you know it'll it'll come down to whether or not Tampa Bay can three p here. And uh, and he's going to need to be great. And if he is, then uh, I personally think he's you know the the best goaltender I've I've seen in, in my uh, you know in, the, in definitely in the later parts of my my life here. Um, and you know if if he was to to win another Stanley Cup with Tampa Bay this year, then uh, he would he would I think he, he takes the crown. All right, we got 90 seconds. Obviously, it's the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers out west, the Western Conference Finals. Uh, the Avalanche are big favorites in the series, minus 250, minus 175 in game one. Uh, that series begins tomorrow night in Colorado. Uh, boy, that's a big number on the Avalanche, minus 250. I know I know that maybe your preflop numbers had them what they were, but you obviously have changed your opinion, as so many of us have, watching the Oilers this postseason. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of a lot of guesswork here. Obviously, Colorado is a, a, a different beast uh, than the L.A. Kings, and, and I guess the Calgary Flames, um, who, who really didn't show up in round two. <clears throat> but um, uh, it's it's tough. We you know McDavid changes everything, uh, but what really is impressive about the Oilers is just the contributions they've got. Like I mean, McDavid has 26 points, Drysaddle has 26 points, 
Uh, and then you go down the list. You got Evander Kane leading the playoffs in goals. Uh, Zach Hyman uh, has eight goals. That's as many as Nathan McKinnon has, and McKinnon has been great for the Avalanche. Um, so if, if if Edmonton can continue to get this uh, secondary scoring and the Avalanche struggle with some of their top stars like Miko Rantanen, who only has one goal in the playoffs um, so far, it's uh, it, it could it could kind of break things wide open. But really, I think the market's got that one right. I'm around minus two sixty five in favor of the Avalanche, minus two seventy somewhere around there. All right, Andy, enjoy. Great talking to you, man. Should be fun from here on out. Andy McNeil, everybody, uh, at Digital Gambler on Twitter. Game 7 tonight between the Hurricanes and the Rangers. Paul Spore on baseball next. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM. MGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Gil Alexander. Ben Wilson in for uh, Jeff Parlay. Ben, we keep getting feedback on our uh, college baseball segment earlier. This is a great uh, segment, Gil. Come great on. segment. This is a text from uh, Brad Porras down in uh, Texas. He said, Ben did a great job explaining the format. This is uh, Brad who tried to explain this to me for 20 minutes yesterday. He said, Ben did a great job explaining the format. If you can't understand it, then you're probably a disappointment to your mother compared to your brother. That's great. <laughs> That's probably true. I don't want to be that harsh as Brad, but I mean, come on. This is from Hazmat Harry again. He says, imagine having Ben spend the entire time in that elevator trying to explain the baseball college seating. My gosh, that poor pregnant woman. <laughs> That's, a, <laughs> That's awesome. I, yeah, probably a good thing I wasn't there last day. <laughs> in that AEW broken elevator. Could you yeah. imagine? Thank goodness. Again, Wes Reynolds uh, stuck on the elevator after wrestling yesterday with, uh, with Aaron Oster as well in that elevator and a pregnant woman. So you see, if you if you're in a pod and then you uh, you advance out of that pod to the super regionals, they would they would assassinate you by the time that elevator uh, was uh, uh that's that's was probably freed fair. of that its is probably fair. bondage. Uh, by the way, this is also one from a uh, Game Time Jones. 
because uh, Dan Bespers, who's a regular basketball guest on the show, came on at some point during the regular season and 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 said he would bet the Celtics twenty five to one to win the Atlantic Division. Uh, and remember, they were trailing the Sixers at the time. And someone asked Game Time Jones, anyone know what the number on the Celtics to win the East was when Dan recommended them to win the Atlantic? Come on, Dan. And uh, none of us can remember, but we'd have to go back. But obviously, if they were 25 to win to win the Atlantic, we just had uh, Blake from Sports Odds History on and said that Celtics peaked to win it all at 66 to 1. So somewhere between those two numbers is the answer to that I remember question. seeing a 28 to 1 to win the East. I don't know if that was the actual peak, but I know 28 to 1 was out there. Yeah, you probably but, could have done a little better based on that overall NBA title number. Yeah, based on it being twenty-five to one to win the Atlantic at that point, probably better than twenty-eight to one to win the uh, to win the East. But e- either way, uh, we'll see. Celtics get the East. We'll see if they can uh, win the title itself. That starts Thursday against the Warriors, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he is at FanGraphs. He's the host of the Sleeper in the Bus podcast, and of course, you can watch him every night on Twitch.tv/spore playing MLB the Show. It's Paul Spore. How you doing, Paul? Killing well. How are you? Doing very well. Paul, uh, be bringing back the same hat from last week. Oh, a little retro. Well, it was different show though. Oh, that's true. It was primetime action. So this is for true. the uh, this is for the be- beating the books for the morning audience. For, yeah, yeah. So for this is uh, this is again so explain to the new audience here. Then the so different... it, it's an it's an orange barrel and traffic barrel uh-huh. with a catcher's mitt. Uh, it's for a Peoria uh, minor league team, Peoria Chiefs, and basically it started as a joke. When someone came in one day and said, like, there's so much construction going around the stadium that we should be, be the Peoria Orange Barrels. And then they made it happen. So <laughs> I don't live in Peoria. This is a local thing. But I saw the hat and I was like, I got to have it. Uh, and and actually, somebody who lives out in Peoria who watches my Twitch stream sent me one because he was, he was able to get it from the shop. First question, Paul. There are, yes. there are let's count them. There are 13 Major League Baseball games on today. There are, there are only six that are on during the day. Why is baseball so dumb? It's Memorial Day. This is supposed to be their thing. Every year. Every year on Memorial Day and 4th of July. Uh, It is the dumbest thing. This sport continues to shoot itself in the foot, never take advantage of things that, uh, that it has naturally, which is some summer holidays. It's insane. Basketball has embraced their uh, their stranglehold on Christmas and expanded over the years. They don't have everyone playing, but Christmas is a little bit different than a Memorial Day or a Fourth of July. Football embraces their Thanksgiving. They've expanded their schedule from just the Lions and the Cowboys games. Uh, baseball, no, we're gonna we're gonna trim it down. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> They're so dumb. It's unbelievable. It, it's truly unbelievable. Sometimes. It's just this is mind boggling. Um, mm-hmm. I was mentioning earlier. Before we get to your picks from today or your your DFS plays, I uh, I went ahead yesterday. There's just Mookie bets just killing it in the month of May, just absolutely doing the Mookie thing in the calendar month of May. And I, you know, Jason Weingarten was on last week. It was like, yeah, you can get him twenty five to one. He was like, he was a longer price than CJ Crone was, for yeah. instance, to win to win the respective MVP there. And so, you know, he was recommending it. it it's all the way down to plus four fifty. And I did the Shohei thing last year. I was like, oh, let me grab the Shohei four to one before you know it goes into minus numbers and beyond. Yeah. So I did that with with Mookie. You endorse that wager plus four fifty? I know it's not the best I, number. I adore Mookie. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it'd been cool if you could gotten a better number. Uh, he's somebody that I did see as an MVP candidate coming into the year. Got him in a bunch of fantasy leagues because the community was a little bit down on him. He was going late first round, sometimes early second round. 
And I've just never really understood. Uh, I shouldn't say never as if it's been going on for a while, but kind of starting last year, there's been like this weird Mookie backlash in fantasy world again, where he goes like late first round, early second. So still a premium player, but I see him as like a top six, seven type player. So when I got him in my main draft in Vegas uh, at pick 15, I was doing backflips. This is uh, this is two days ago from Bob Nightingale. So I don't have this updated but Mookie, month of May, 354, 11 homers, 9 doubles, 26 RBI, 30 runs. Give the runs. Yeah, there you go. The 30 runs. I mean, it's just insane. And, you know, to, to move it a little bit, go over to the fantasy again, those runs are what makes him so good, too. And uh, 340, 11, and 30 is where it's at now. So whatever your update was there, I forget what, what you said for the home run count. But Mookie's just been amazing. That team is truly insane. He's one of the steadiest players there is out there. Like, his down years are MVP, or I mean, all-star caliber season. Seasons for guys. So I've always been a Mookie fan. Uh, I think he's one of the very best players in the game and he's still on the right side of 32. So if he stays healthy, I think you got I think you got yourself a good shot there with that bet. Still on the right side of 30. Jeez. Seems like uh, we've been with Mookie for many, many years. I know. Still on the right side of 30. All right. Uh, DFS. Do we have daytime DFS and nighttime DFS? Is that how it's usually split up or what are we doing today? It is today. I, I just kind of focused on the night one because I'm just enjoying the day off a little bit. So I didn't do much for the day. Maybe I'll throw a lineup together. But right now at night, I'm looking at a Walker Bueller, Andy Ashby combo going up against Pittsburgh and the Cubs, respectively. Uh, Bueller, especially. I mean, he'll be he'll be pretty chalky. I get that. But I'm in for it. Uh, I'm also looking at some Dodgers themselves with, the, with their hitters. Edwin Rios, Gavin Lux. They might bat a little bit lower, but they're also a bit cheaper. And generally, you try to stay five and above in the, in the lineup. But when you're talking about the Dodgers, somebody who bats eight or nine is kind of like batting six in a real lineup. Uh, I'm also going to be trying to focus on some Red Sox. Tyler Wells has shown some things this year with Baltimore, as have a lot of Baltimore pitchers. I don't care, though. Tyler Wells is not nearly good enough to run away from the Red Sox. I think aces right now are not good enough to run away from the Red Sox. So Red Sox Dodgers are going to be the focus with the lineup. And if and if I have to pivot off of Bueller to get that big Red Sox Dodgers lineup and, and really get your 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 Devers in there, your Mookies, um, your your J.D. Martinez's, then I will. I'll absolutely do that. So that's kind of where I'm looking today is to is to really beat up uh, ride, ride the hot streak with the Red Sox. Of course, Dodgers, you never go wrong. And then Andy Ash, Aaron Ashby. Gosh, I've been calling him Andy the last week like <laughs> crazy. Uh, that's his uncle, by the way. They're not a it's not a father son combo there. But yeah, I really like him against the Cubs. He's going to have volatility due to his command. But when he's on, uh, Aaron Ashby is a beast. So I like him as kind of a, a lower cost guy. Seventy three hundred against the Cubs there allows you to get some of that higher end stuff. I'm, tra- I'm talking all DraftKings prices, by the way. Yeah, don't worry. That I think there was an Allen Ashby when I was a kid. There too. was. Yeah. There was. And there's no oh. relation there. Oh. So all three of these guys, I thought so too. I was like, well, then maybe Allen is his dad. Nope. Allen's just out on an, out on an island over there <laughs> having an AA initial name. But Andy and Aaron are related. It's a Dan Plesak, Zach Plesak, nephew, uncle type of, type of deal, though. What's your favorite bet today? If I had, If I made you make one, what's your bet? I'm going to go with my Tigers. Okay. Um, I don't often sheepishly, do that. Yes. Very sheepishly. Yeah. It, it's a bet against Dylan Bundy. It, it okay. really is. I mean, the volatility of Dylan Bundy is extreme. I'm not sure that he nets a minus 160. Um, and my Tigers are not good. Let's be honest. I understand that. But a home, a home dog like that against a player, a pitcher who can blow up, 
Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then a secondary one is a little different, and it's more of a bet against Zach Plesak with the Royals. I, I don't uh, I don't dislike the, the Guardians as much as I do the Tigers offense. In fact, the Guardians offense is decent because they have Jose Ramirez. But again, Zach Plesak does not earn a minus 160. I'll take KC plus 145 as well. So those are two teams I would look at. Detroit and KC, couple bottom feeders in the AL Central. But I think there's some decent numbers on them uh, today. All right, Paul, we got to run. But uh, just in closing, is Tommy Pham the worst human being on planet Earth? He seems like a total hardo and a complete dick. I, I, I cannot stand him. And everything I heard about him, he made him look worse at every step of the way. What a crybaby loser. Talking, of course, about a fantasy football matter that resulted in Tommy Pham slapping Jock Peterson. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Take care, Gil. Have Enjoy. Lombardi Live next from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.